Well, welcome to the happy hour open mic with your host, Char- Charity Pomroy. Give it up. All right, bitches. Listen to it. You hearing it? You feeling it? Who the fuck is it? If anybody in this room loves me, that is not the name. (laughs) Pull up to the The white guy, the whitest white guy here, just got it. Pull up to the bumper. By my God, my true and one and only God, Grace Jones. Oh, listen to that. Like, if we could just be all of this, we would be fucking all day. And drinking all day. Sounds good to me. Oh, my God. We'd be moving all day. Okay. Uh, I would like to point out the words are pull up to the bumper, baby, in your long black limousine, right? Pull up to the bumper, baby, and drive it in between. So that's about sex. And uh, pretty sure since it's pull up to the bumper, it's about butt sex. She freaky! (laughs) I love this woman! Yeah, so of course, anybody who knows me knows I wanted to grow up to be this woman. This all gender, all power, all God woman. I love her. Uh, Yeah, I uh, failed miserably. Actually never had sex until I was in my 30s. What? (laughs) Yeah, okay. So I failed. Uh, Well, he didn't know I was gay. And uh, I just knew I wasn't into sex with men. I didn't know there was an alternative uh, that I could have sex with anybody else. Although, really, how did I not know? I really wanted to do things to Grace Jones and have her do things to me. Um, Sadly for me, instead of growing up to be Grace Jones, I grew up to be more like Nora Jones. You all know her song, right? Her most famous song about ditching somebody at a fun house and uh, being an alcoholic. (laughs) You know what song I'm talking about? I can't even think about it with my God. Um, <laughs> I can't even stop this, but can you fade this out? Mm, pull up to my bumper, baby. Yeah, Nora Jones, uh, complete opposite, her, her big song. It's, um, I waited till I saw the sun. You all know it. Yeah. Don't know why I didn't show up. My heart is drenched in wine. Those are her lyrics. She's not singing about butt sex. She's singing about being a complete flake and an alcoholic. So I grew up to be her. I chose the wrong Jones. <laughs> it's true, it's true. But that's all right. Whoa, I feel really hot. Am I okay on this mic? Is it just my monitors are really, whoo, all right. Then I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe in it. Just so when you come up here, just so you know, you're gonna sound super brassy and hot to yourself. And I hope that gets you going. Yeah, who doesn't want to sound brassy and hot? That is another descriptor nobody could ever apply to me. Uh, (laughs) That's all right. It's not my fault. I grew up in Utah. I grew up to be nice. I was always told you got to be nice. You got to make everybody else feel good about themselves. 
You gotta also know you're a piece of shit, but make everybody around you know that they are God's special children as long as they're Mormon. <laughs> Is there anybody else here raised super religious? No? <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, Sabrina, we've got Sabrina here. A little bit fundy Catholic, yeah, yeah. A lot of similarities, a lot of kids, a lot of guilt. A lot. I think that's every extreme religion, right? You just, you want the extreme of everything. I'm just gonna keep popping out babies. I'm gonna have no alcohol if you're Mormon or Muslim or whatever. I'm gonna have uh, no sex if you're a religion that wants to die out. <laughs> or I guess a Catholic priest. No sex with adults. Uh, anyway, I'm starting out on a good note. I want to make sure that we're talking about nothing but the happiest of topics here. <laughs> so I thought I would start out with some pedophilia. You're all welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so are you ready to start this off? All right. I want to get started. I want to pull our first comic up onto the stage because he is so funny. Kills me all the time even on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Uh, this guy is hilarious. Um, as he's coming up here, and before I say his name, I want to remind you guys, this is an institution in San Francisco comedy. We are so fortunate to have it. Uh, not only does it provide us an actual stage with good lighting and amazing sound, but it provides us with the ability to not have to record our sets. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. So, the smallest thing that you can do is uh, remember to donate uh, before your set in the donation bar or after your set, but just bring a couple bucks. That's all, that's all Pam asks for. So remember to do that, uh, but your first performer of the evening. I already told you what a fucking awesome guy this is. I promise I'm not teasing you this time. Give it up for James Mora. Wow, thank you for that intro, Charity. Guys, give it up for Charity for hosting. All right, I have all fire material, all wildfire material. Are you guys excited for that? Um, doesn't it feel like we should have figured out fires by now it doesn't feel like we should have like figured that out like it feels like like 2018 like it's a bit late in the game for fires to be like terrorizing us you know what i mean like we went to the moon you know what i mean we went to the moon by using a big ass fire to get to the moon right and like we don't know how to put out a big ass fire isn't that a little interesting like someone was like how are we gonna get this million ton piece of metal up there it's like fire bro you know but now when a fire breaks out, we're like, oh, there goes Santa Rosa. Like, it's, I don't know, it seems a little. Um, it's also, <laughs> I'm also surprised we haven't done more because because uh, wildfires are like the biggest threat to white people in society at the moment. You know what it's like? <laughs> and, and usually when white people are threatened, like, we jump into action, right? Like, one did like one white chick got killed by an illegal immigrant on the pier and we're building a 20 billion dollar wall right and like and like uh five people died uh first of all can we talk about the fact that they called it the campfire are you guys have you guys heard this like if you guys think these jokes are fucked up think about the fact that some dude decided to call it the campfire you know like he has a sense of humor 
Um, so we should probably anyway. Um, but uh, but yeah, biggest threat to white people is fire. It's like the white people kryptonite at the moment. Um, but uh, what else about the fires? There was a lot that I thought of in the Uber over here. Um, five people died in uh, up north in the. You know how I know that they're white is because it's a very anytime a white there's a white tragedy. It's a very specific number of people that die. Like it's a very specific number. I looked up uh, how many people. When you you guys can do this. I did this at home. Uh, if you t if you type into Google how many people died in 9/11. It'll say 2,996. It'll say that in like the, like the big number that it gives you. If you type in how many people died in the tsunami in Su Sumatra in 2006, it'll say 230,000. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a big round number, you know those were brown people that died. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I actually looked up how many people actually died in the, in the tsunami, and it was... Uh, it was 227,898. They rounded up by a whole 9-11. <laughs> At least they rounded up. <laughs> like, uh, rounding down would be pretty fucked up, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's the white, uh, f fires are the, the biggest, I mean, fires are the only source of white devastation you see, like in society, you know what I mean? Like, we're used to seeing brown people devastation. Like, we're pretty used to seeing, like, a Syrian mother, like, pull her, like, or, like, you know, pull her child out of the rubble or whatever. But it's not often you see your coworker's dad pull his golf clubs out of the rubble, right? Like, it's a little more. <laughs> so, the fires. Uh, okay, I think that was it on the fires bit. Um, I actually fucked, the beginning was supposed to be way funnier. I fucked it up. I'm five foot six. Thanks, Pete. That's a strange person to <laughs> co-sign that. Yeah. Um, so I'm five foot six. Uh, that sound that you just heard was all of the vaginas in the room drying up all at once. Like a <laughs> gets the pussy real dry. Those are those four words. So, ladies, if you're ever too wet, I don't know. Does that happen? Does that? Do you just get like girl like girl boners? Does that happen? Anyway, if you ever get too wet, just give me a call. I'll send you a picture of me next to a stop sign or some shit, and it'll just fix you right on up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I uh, I don't date girls that are taller than me. I don't know why short guys would do that. I guess that's like a stereotype. Like we date taller girls. Uh, I don't understand that. Um, I already feel inadequate when I'm hanging out with dudes. Why would I want that when I'm with a woman? Like that doesn't make sense to me, right? It's also just not a very good look. So, I mean, the other day I was on, well, the other year, last year I was on a date with a girl who was 5'8", uh, and she was, she could tell someone was up. She was like, what's wrong? I was like, if I'm being honest with you, uh, being with you just makes me feel small. And she goes, aw, you're not small. And I go, you talking to me like I'm a fucking puppy is really not helping the situation. Like, it's actually making it a lot worse. Um, it's also just not a good look to make out with a girl taller than you, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the dude, you're supposed to like lean in. It's kind of like a like a this move, like a down <laughs> downwards motion. But something about this, like, it's short, make out with a girl taller than you kind of looks like a, like a baby bird waiting to be fed by his mom, like a... Hey, I just did an act out of Mutiny. You guys are on notice. All right, guys, that's it for me. Thanks. Once again, James Mora.
I've never thought about it. I've never, I've never dated a, a taller woman either. So, yeah, we can all be assholes about that. Anybody catch what I just did? Anyway, uh, no, I, that's that's not completely how I feel. Uh, anyway, our next comic coming up here, also very funny guy. Give it up for Peter Bomber. All right. Oh, yeah, sweet. Hello. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm, I'm five foot six. <laughs> That's the, the sound you hear is James's pussy drying up. Yeah, okay. All right, okay, so we're just having fun. Uh, sweet. Uh, guys, I used to be, I used to work on a golf course. I was a caddy on a golf course, which is those guys that carry the bags around, wear the little bibs. It was a silly, a silly little job. Uh, I think being a golf caddy is a lot like being a stripper. Um, in that, you know, most of the job is just keeping old men comfortable, right? Uh, you get paid mostly in tips, and uh, if you progress far enough your career, then you'll be working for Tiger Woods. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he likes he likes strippers. Thanks, guys. Sweet. Uh, I was really pumped on being a caddy though, because I was like, all right, golf jokes are a thing. Those people talk about golf jokes, so you know, I like to have jokes. I like to have fun, so it was perfect for me. You know. Uh, but not that many, I was pretty disappointed when it came down to it about the golf jokes because one day I was caddying for this threesome of dudes <laughs> and that's that's a funny phrase to me. Uh, that's three guys playing golf, threesome of guys. Nothing funny about that on the golf course. Just a serious golf phrase, I guess. You have to be like, oh, you hear like old ass businessmen be like, I have a threesome today with Th Ted and Theo. I'm very excited about it. Balls in the air at 4 p.m. And you're like, all right, this isn't funny, I guess. I'll just keep doing my job. Um, but yeah, I was doing I was doing the thing. I was catting for them. They're making all kinds of golf jokes. Not very good ones. Because the main golf joke that you hear is there'll be one guy, and he'll hit a shot, and it'll not go that far. And then a different guy will be like, <laughs> good shot, Theo. Is your wife playing with us today? <laughs> ah. And it's like, okay, sweet, okay, I get, I get that, okay. And they do like 20 of those over the course of the time, you're like, you guys should do some different jokes, there's other things that are funny out there. Uh, so I was like, alright, you know, I'm going to tap in on this golf jokes thing, I'm going to get into it myself. Uh, and so, uh, I was caddying for this one guy named Jay Harmeyer, and he teed me up perfectly. Okay, golf pun, okay, sweet, killing it, fuck yeah. Uh, so he did this thing, he hit a shot, and it went way to the right, right? It went way that way. And he was, uh, and he turns to me, he's like, uh, Peter, uh, nothing about that was, shot was all wrong. Nothing about that shot was right. Nothing about that shot was right. And so I obviously turned to him, and I was like, actually, Mr. Harmeyer, it was too right. Ah, ah, ah. And I bombed a lot at open mics in the past. <laughs> but I've never had a joke be more poorly received than that one was. Because after I said that, he turned to me, he was, I'll never forget this, he goes, uh, <laughs> that was funny. No tip that day, guys, no tip that day. Uh, I had my first kiss when I was 18. Yeah, sweet, a lot of enthusiasm for that. I was super stoked on it at the time. Uh, just waited until it was legal, you know? Good, good, righteous boy. Uh, I, was, I lied about it, though, a lot, because I was very insecure. So in high school, I was lied about it. And, um, you know, but I went to a smallish high school, so everyone knew each other. So it was tough to lie. So I had to get creative. It was like, they were like, oh, what'd you do this weekend, dude? And I was like, nothing, just having a lot of sex <laughs> with girls. And uh, you don't know any of them. And uh, they don't have any last names or friends, but they're all super sexy. And then all my friends were like, hell yeah, dude, that's sick, because they were also lying. So 
It was fun. Uh, you guys know teeth? Teeth? Like, ah, teeth. Choppers. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, teeth. You got everyone's, most people, everyone's, make some noise if you got teeth in here. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. My kind of crowd. Fuck yeah. Love it. Uh, I think I think it's uh, so these were not always your teeth because at one point in time uh, you had baby teeth and then these teeth came in and poked out the other teeth and now you have these teeth. Uh, I think it's good that that's just a teeth thing. I think it'd be a pretty disastrous situation if that happened for any other body part. Because <laughs> like imagine how much of a nightmare situation it would be if when you were a little kid one day you were like eating your dinner and then your pinky finger dislodged a little bit and you're like oh shit that hurts. You've never seen this before. Your mom just looks at you and goes, looks like someone's a growing boy. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit. And then she ties a string around your finger and then chops it off with a knife because those are much more stingy than teeth. You can't do the door thing. You got to chop it off with a knife. Uh, and then, you know, it goes away and you slowly, over time, you lose all your fingers and then new fingers grow in. Oh no, I missed a fucking part. Okay, sorry. That doesn't happen yet. First, your mom's like, oh, don't worry about the finger thing, because tonight you can take it and put it under your pillow. And then in the morning, you'll have money from the finger fairy, which doesn't sound like a person who should get to be around kids. <laughs> Bam. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, this will happen with all of your fingers. You'll grow out and they'll grow and they'll grow back. They'll be all weird, like this kind of. And so everyone has to get finger braces, which makes middle school super awkward for everybody because everyone's walking around looking like a really shitty X-Men and you can't eat corn on the cob by yourself. It's a disaster. And you'll forget about it. And then you get the finger braces off. You grow up. You forget about it. You go back to your home when you're like 40 years old with your like wife and your kids and you're like, here's my home. And then your mom's like, hey, I have something I'd like to show you that reminds me of when you were a little boy. And you're like, oh, what is it, mom? A picture? And she's like, no, better. And you're like, okay. And then she goes up and we go to her room and then she has a dresser and on the dresser, she has a jar of your baby fingers, but they don't keep that well. Okay. Okay, sweet. That's all I wanted to do. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Oh my god. The finger fairy. I knew a girl once who I could call that. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, I will. Thank you. I will calm down. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, for another round. Uh oh, I hope he knows he's next. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> another round of jokes about the fires. Uh, no? Yes? Okay, phew. No. <laughs> Although if anybody, to be fair, let's let's hearken back to James Moore. If anybody can pull it off, I guess he can. You pulled off jokes about the fire. Somehow. It's true. I'm, I'm just calling back to you, man. Mr. Controversy, that is true. The next guy looks like he's mired in controversy. <laughs> With that rugged beard. It's beautiful. Everyone, give it up for Jeff Dean! <laughs> yes. Give it up for charity, everybody. Give it up for charity. I PayPal'd everybody, okay? I PayPal'd. So don't shame me, all right? I, uh, <clears throat> trying to work on me, you know? My therapist, she told me, uh, she said I need to, to work on me. I gotta love myself, you know? So I'm having having me days, you know? My girlfriend was gone, I had a me day. And uh, it was, me days are hard, you know? 
Like why? I, I hate that. I hate me days because you're, you're, there's too much pressure to do what you want to do. You know, it's like, what do I want to do? What I really want to do, I know is going to make me feel worse later. You know, like I want to look at my phone and masturbate. That's what I want to do in the moment, in the present, you know, but later I feel like shit about it. I hate it. I was, I was like, what do I do? You know, I, I decided I'm like, I'm going to get high. I'm going to walk around Lake Merritt, you know? And it was, that was a terrible, it was a terrible idea. I was, I don't know. I'm trying to find, <laughs> I was walking around. I'm trying to find inner me, you know, my, my therapist, she's like, if you want to be a good comic, you got to find your inner voice, you know? And I think I found him and I don't think I like him uh, very much. I think my inner voice has toxic masculinity. I think he does. Um, Cause I got, I'm like walking around like married and I'm like trying to psych myself up, like tell myself to have a good time. I'm like, yeah, hey, fucking Jeff Dean. I love Jeff Dean. I fucking Jeff Dean, baby. That's right. I'm Jeff Dean, you know? And then I realized like people can see me walking like this, you know? So that's the thing about being high is that people can see you. You know, I had, I had sunglasses on. I'm like, oh man, I don't know anyone in Oakland, you know, but I do. And I, I was fucking, I got ice cream and I, I got, I was riding around on the scooters, you know, and I didn't want to get rid of my scooter. So I'm like leaning on my scooter, just, you know, just eating my ice cream, you know? And then there, I, I see some friends having a picnic and that was terrible. I was like, I'm not ready. I, this is terrible. Not a good look. I just ran away. <laughs> so I visited a friend in Chicago for a week. Not really a friend. He was like a, he was like a, I knew him in high school. He was a mutual friend in high school. But like, I could be like, yeah, we're friends, right? Like, I just really needed a place to stay. Enough to feel uncomfortable in this person's house who's just a little bit of a friend. So anyway... <laughs> A lot of explanation there. So, I when I got there, I had that classic dilemma that we all have, you know, where we we think to ourselves like, you know, can I masturbate in this apartment? You know, like, will I feel shame for the rest of the trip if I masturbate standing up and into his toilet? You know, <laughs> too visual. All right, uh, I'll have you guys know though, I did not. I was a good boy. I I didn't masturbate at all that whole time. No, I didn't. I should have. I wish I did. I wish I did. And I'll tell you why. Because he thinks I did. Uh, I'll explain. So, so I have a bad back, okay? And um, to, to make my back feel better, I got to massage my core muscles, you know, all different types of muscles, including my hip flexors, which are in the front. Doesn't make sense. I know. So, I, you know, what, to do that, I got to rub myself on a rubber ball on the ground, all my hip flexors so it looks like I'm fucking a ball is what it looks like so he's off at dinner and I'm in his living room because that's where I'm sleeping and I'm f just fucking this ball you know and of course he comes in right at that time and I freak out I'm like I don't want to explain how hip flexors work you know so I like I like jump up and like throw the ball under the couch and he jumped up and he thought I was masturbating he definitely did and I felt like I was masturbating. Like, I felt like I got caught masturbating. It was the same shame, you know? Like, I was thinking to myself, how do I convince this guy that I wasn't masturbating? Which is weird, because I, wa I wasn't masturbating, you know? I shouldn't have to feel that way. So I should have been masturbating. Like, I might as well have been, you know? 
So I feel like you guys thought I was masturbating. <laughs> like you're like, you know, I think, did he write this joke so that one day Vincent will see it on YouTube and be like, oh, he wasn't masturbating. He was, <laughs> he was doing the, th okay. But when really I was masturbating, but I wasn't masturbating. Just so we're clear, I wasn't masturbating. I think I know why he thought I was masturbating. And I think it's because when I jumped up, I threw the ball and I said, I'm not masturbating. <laughs> so <laughs> I wish I was a smooth guy, you know? If I wish I was confident, like a confident guy, what would he do? A confident guy, he'd just be like, yeah, that's right. That's how I, yeah, I that's how I masturbate. I fucked the ground, you know? No, a confident guy, a real confident guy, a confident guy would just keep going. He'd just be like, yeah, what's up? And just not even explain. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, I'm just fucking humping your floor right now. And I'm comfortable with it because I love myself. But I don't, guys. That's why I'm taking walks in the park. Anyway, I'm Jeff. Once again, for Jeff Dean in his quest for the Guinness World Record of how many times a comic can say the word masturbating. That's uh, it's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So just the one ball then, Jeff? Just, just the one ball? No, he's not listening. That's all right. <laughs> I'm just referencing your ball. It's all right. Not everybody has a set. It's, uh... <laughs> no worries. All right, guys. Coming up to the stage, we have another king of controversy. <laughs> a pure love and one of my favorite people on this planet. Get up here, Mark Neuer. I'm still not gonna donate. So I guess there's like fires, there's a lot of smoke in the air. People are wearing fucking gas masks and surgical gloves and they're walking around and my lungs are just like, What's new? What the fuck is new? I don't even have to smoke. I just breathe. I'm just like, I'm like a plant. You know? But, um, my name is Mark Neuer. I, uh, I wish in school uh, that I would have made better choices and that I would have been uh, like a, a lost student. Because Mark Neuer could be your lawyer, you know? <laughs> Can you see it now, my fat ass on a billboard? Just two thumbs up, gun, gun pose. Mark Neuer could be your lawyer. Call now, 1-800-SUCK-MY-ASS. Does that add up? I'm not sure. How many letters is that? Does that add up to num numbers? How does it work? The 90s were weird. That's when that kind of came out, I think, is when they were like putting letters on numbers. They were like, this signifies letters now. Maybe not. Maybe that's like World War I thing. It was like an early racist killing Jews kind of thing or whatever. I don't know. Anyone, anyone get high? Are you guys getting high back there? A jewel, you're coughing on a jewel? Jesus Christ. That, that smoke's really fucking with you. You should stop looking at terrible porn that makes you feel bad about yourself. When people say that to me, I'm like, what are you watching? What kind of, are you watching kittens getting thrown in the river? 
You guys ever remember that on the internet? The white, the white girl in the hooded red sweater, kind of like your sweater. Are you the person? Were you throwing kittens in the river in like 2008? No? Show me your genitals. Your genitals. What? Show me your genitals. Your genitalia. You guys remember that on the internet? John LaJoy, I think is his name. Oh my God. Weird Al is like legendary. That guy is like so underrated. He's like a, a, a comedian rapper from Canada. Like Drake. Very similar. I broke my toe the other day. Like, uh, it was like three weeks ago. I'm over exaggerating. I'm healed now. I'm fine. But St. St. Mary's Medical Center keeps calling me. And they keep asking me if I want to take their survey. And I don't want to take their survey because I already know what the question on the survey is. Are you going to pay us? The answer is no. That's on Obama's tab. I haven't paid for the ER ever in my whole life. That's just going to keep racking up till it hits its limit. And they're going to say, well, you've hit your limit. And I'm going to say, well, my toe's broken, so can I still get that boot? And they're going to say, yep. And they're going to send me on my way just like they did last time. It's not worth anything. They tell you your fucking toe is broken. They give you a boot. They don't give you antibiotics. They don't give you a fucking Norco. They just tell you, here's a boot. It's going to hurt. You might have arthritis. It's happened twice now. I break my toes a lot. I'm a comedian. I'm a fucking clumsy motherfucker. You think I'm over here fucking on a tightrope with a stick? No. I'm on a stage eating a bunch of edibles before I get on stage. I need to take an extra shower, a couple extra showers tonight. I'm on fire right now. Not comedy-wise. There's that light that's well-deserved. I, I absolutely, yeah, no, I, I just said it, too. <laughs> I said, there's that light. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen when I speak, either. I just speak. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to end with uh hold this thing like it's a fucking clutch. If your girlfriend doesn't fart in front of you, she's definitely cheating on you. It's with me. I was told that I'm the only person that you can see the belly button through the shirt. That's amazing. I'm like at the in-between state of fat, you know? I'm like comfortable. You lean on my stomach, we're gonna, it's gonna be, you could fall asleep immediately. If I could remove my head and place it on my head, on my fucking, good night. My favorite thing about Mark is, if you're not high, just hang out with him. You don't even have to be hotbox. You don't have to be anything. I can just get it from you, from your vibes. I am high already. <laughs> uh, I also am in that little um, in-between where I've gotten pudgy, which uh, this is the first time in my life that I'm like fucking awesome. I love it. I undo my Spanx jeans. I've got Spanx built in because I'm a woman. Uh, <laughs> and it just goes, and I love it because my belly button is no longer a belly button. It's a new orifice. 
think of the possibilities. <laughs> All right. All right. Coming to the stage next is someone I don't know that I've ever met you before. Haven't seen. Oh, I'm so excited. Somebody whose jokes I haven't heard before. <laughs> Everybody's got to love that. Everybody, give it up for Jorge Snell. Jorge. Jorge. <laughs> I'm going to murder your name. <laughs> Woo. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, so I'm in a place where, like, I'm actually big, right? But then people, I always love to play the game, guess how much I weigh. Um, like, let's, anybody guess? You guys want to guess? 245, 260, 270. 200, do I look 200 pounds? Come on, man. Come on, man. And that's usually, that's usually what I get, too, because it was like, at most, bruh, tops, you 270. And I'm like, nah. 260? Nah. Two, 250. I'm like, nah. I'm going to go up. So what you like, 275? <laughs> I'm 330 pounds. Woo! Right? Right? I recently, it's, it's cool because I recently went vegan. I lost 40 pounds. Well, I really lost like 30. I gained back like 10 of it. <laughs> so I was like 320 at one point. 317 was my lowest. And I gained back some of it. But I've been working out recently. But it's, that's the funniest thing because people are like, yo, brother, I couldn't even tell. Like, where are you hiding it? Like, I don't know. Under my clothes? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's like funny because I'm like, I tell people like, man, do you really 330? You 300 pounds? I'm like, yo, imagine how much smaller if I actually was 270 though like like people would think i was probably 200 pounds like like bro you like 200 i'm like bro i'm 270 bro this is 270 now my homies be like yo bro yo if you if you really trying to lose weight like how come why do you gain weight back or you look smaller like what happened i'm like well because everybody be telling me i look 270 i get complacent it was like you know i'm good <laughs> I'm like i'm three i'm like i lost like 40 pounds i'm good now you know and then i put on 10 pounds you know that's what my doctor always said like corday i don't know if you noticed but um last time you came here you were 315 well shit how much i weigh now you're 325 i'm like i ain't visited y'all in two years that's pretty good you know five pounds in two years that's pretty fucking good i had ups and downs i tore my knee up and everything fuck you know but um the reason why I really, uh, so I went vegan. Most people always like, well, fucking, I'm not one of those vegans. It's like, you know, I did it for the animals. That's what my dad always like, yo, did you, did you lose, did you go vegan because for the animals? I was like, no, I did it for health reasons. <laughs> like, I'm not like, I'm doing this for the animals. I care for animals. No, I care to live. So I decided to make a change. And I really noticed, like, it was two things, right? Well, it was like, one was I started, like, gaining, like, the really, really big people, like, things that come with stigmas that come with it like sweating just walking down the street for no reason just like just run here yeah let's go with that let's let's go with that then like i started noticing like my back was hurting for like no reason i like barely could stand up then i started noticing that like my ankles was hurting and i really couldn't walk straight so i had to kind of like go back and forth and stuff like that and i was like oh shit that's a sign the fat people waddle that's a sign you to lose weight but the biggest one the biggest reason was because i called my home one time me and my homie went to in and out right and I called him up like the day after because I realized I left it in his car. And I called him and I was like, hey, bro, did I leave some in and out in your car? He was like, yeah, you did. I was like, okay, um, is this still there in your car? Like, did you throw it away? He was like, nah, I don't think so. And I was like, all right, bro, um, well, can you bring that to me? He was like, bro, I'm at work. So you not going to bring it to me is what you saying right now? He was like, nah, do I'm on work. I was like, what's your next break? He was like, not for two hours, right? I was like, all right, okay, that's cool. 
So I showed up at his job and was like, hey, bro, can I get the keys to your car? And that's when I started realizing, if I'm about to eat, like, a day old in and out, like, the, like I'm going to try to warm the shit up, back up to make sure it's good and stuff, like, I really need to make some changes in my life, you know? Um, also recently, like, um, like, always, like, fellas, do you always hear, like, when, like, ladies be saying, like, dudes ain't shit, dudes are assholes, right? You ever hear that saying? Like, don't you hate that? Don't you ever reflect on yourself? Like, well, I'm not an asshole. I ain't shit. I'm a good dude, right? But then I started to think, like, yo, who are these chicks dating, right? Like, would you, like if a chick said, if a chick said, um, said that um, she doesn't like pizza, pizza's overrated, and pizza ain't shit, but she only ate Little Caesar's pizza, would you really, like, value her opinion of it, right? So whenever I hear a chick saying dudes ain't shit, I always think, well, they must be dating, like, dudes who's kind of like Little Caesar's, right? Like, damn, girl, you need to upgrade, you know? You need to, like, try a dude who's, like, like Pizza Hut. You know, he's a little greasy, so, like, that, like, so he sweats a lot, and his hygiene ain't the best, you know, but you got to work with him. Or maybe upgrade to some nigga who's, like, Domino's and stuff like that, where first when you met him, he have stuff together, but he going back to school, and he, like, started, like, shopping more, getting his, like, fashion sense up. Or maybe you... Maybe like you dare to do like mountain mics. He like to wear flannels a lot and stuff like that. You know, it's like really like kind of an upgrade. But then when you really, really right trying to make some progress and trying to like get in a real relationship, you dare to do who's like round table. You know, everybody love fucking round table. Got a fucking salad bar, but you know everybody know about round table. So you got to compete because he got options out here. But when you really, really, really trying to find that deep, that love, that connection. You date a dude who's like Zachary's Pizza, you know? That deep dish, that deep love, you know? That real shit, like, damn, I ain't never loved pizza this much. I ain't never loved a dude this much like that, right? So at the end of the day, really, ladies, stop dating $5-ass niggas and complaining about dudes ain't shit. All right, that's my time. Thank you. Yes! Oh, that paid off. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I always feel like the people who make that comment, oh, dudes are shit. Women are shit. So I was like, eh, it's actually you. Just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> our next comedian coming to the stage is going to represent the badges. <laughs> Give it up for Ginny, whose last name I already forgot. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Does badges does badges mean women? Hey, does it? Oh, I'm just wondering. I don't know. I love new terms for women. I mostly only use the term cunt. Um, so it's like nice to have some. I say cunt all the time. Do you guys say cunt? A lot of women now are trying to like take back the word cunt, you know, make it cool and positive. Yeah, I like that. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I want to be clear. When I say cunt, I do mean it as a derogatory term for a woman, you know, like I mean it as an insult. Um, I can riff on the fires. Uh, I feel like everyone in San Francisco, I only got into San Francisco last night. Everyone is like, if you go outside right now, you'll die immediately and just like get cancer instantly. It's terrible. The smoke is horrible. It's so bad that it's like as bad as it is every day in Beijing. You know, it's like you're just going to die instantly and people do live with this their whole lives. Um, I... Uh, my last boyfriend was black, and my black boyfriend just hated when I called him that. <sighs> because he said that we, he said that we were not officially dating. <laughs> he was like, why can't you just call me your one and only black friend, you know? Um, 
I uh, I one of the, I liked uh, being in an interracial relationship. Um, I'm white. <laughs> I liked it because um, you can like get away with anything in public. I live in New York, I guess, but I'm sure in San Francisco it's even um, easier, just because like no, no one wants to look like a racist, you know. So they um, they won't call you out. Uh, and he told me that he was like, Ginny, you could literally go down on me on the subway. And I was like, ew. <laughs> I would never take the subway, you know, like, where does it even go? It seems disgusting. Um, I, uh, I mean, I'm dating a guy right now and, um, we keep getting into a fight about him sending my nudes to his friends. I know, right? I'm like, dude, why do you keep refusing? You know, like, I just want them to see me. <laughs> just want everyone to see my nudes. Um, I am also considering pegging him next week. I think I might peg on Wednesday. Have you guys pegged before? Pegged or been pegged? I think I have the same concern. I'm terrified, right? It seems scary. I have the same concern as everyone else, though, uh, which is that I will write a think piece about it and it won't go viral. You know, like, what if I write this and it just gets, like, 20 views on, on Medium? You know, like, that's a worst-case scenario. Um, I... Uh, I, I'm, I'm like a, a freelance writer right now, and it's nice. Like now that I'm making some money off writing, I don't. I used to like have to do like a million kind of like bullshitty things for money. Like I was like a tutor and like a dog walker and stuff. But now it's like it frees me up. Like I, I can do other things from like a place of passion, you know. Like now, uh, when I don't have to just do this bullshit stuff for money. So now, when I ask my parents for money, it's because I want to, you know. <laughs> it's not because I need to. <laughs> it's I do it for me. My mom recently accused me of borrowing too much money from her. And I was like, mom, I never intended to pay you back. You know, like, <laughs> what is this borrowing term that you're using? Um, I feel like I, I wanted to riff more on nudes. Let me see what I, what my, my nude thought. Oh, and more on pegging. Actually, I, oh, okay. I started taking antidepressants recently. Uh, I'm on Zol, thank you. I'm on Zoloft. Do you guys, anyone taking Zoloft? I always think of Zoloft as like the kitty antidepressant, you know, because I also took it as a child, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, in my first week on Zoloft, I got so nauseous that I couldn't eat and lost five pounds. And then I wasn't depressed anymore, <laughs> you know? I was like, that must be how these things work. Um, I am a little insecure about my. Oh, I would like to lose weight. Unfortunately for me, when I lose weight, it's I just like have the kind of like unfortunate body where like when I lose weight, it's only noticeable like in my personality, you know? <laughs> I just bring it up all the time, but no one can actually tell. Um, I think I'll stop there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, for Hogan, everybody. See, I went and looked it up. I looked it up this time and remembered it between that walk from there to here. I know, be impressed. Be impressed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one who hasn't uh, tried pegging. Or is it just that nobody wanted to admit it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You can admit that, right? I just, I just don't want, I'm not into any backdoor or anything. <laughs> Mostly because I don't need any help with my constipation. Uh, anyway, speaking of backed up, I have no idea. I don't know how to make that segue. <laughs> oh, I want this guy to back it up to me. Does that work? Does, no, it doesn't work. No, it does not work. It doesn't work mostly because I am old and white. <laughs> and I said, back it up to me. <laughs> but the next guy coming up here hosts his own open mic here every Saturday at 8. 
Is that correct? Yeah, everybody give it up for Capital P. The engine running. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea for me to do pegging. Um, not because I, I wouldn't be into it. Like, I could find a way. I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I can love anybody. But I got IBS. That shit gonna go south real quick. Like, he was talking about backed up. That's, that's what's gonna happen. I'm not gonna be backed up no more. Um, y'all know about that comic who got leg cancer? You're on Facebook a lot. I feel like you know about it. Been posting about it in the Facebook group. There's a GoFundMe and everything. And, you know, I don't know him. I don't give a fuck. But I need some karma, so I gave $5. And I think that's pretty charitable. I think I deserve some commemoration. I want a piece. I want a piece of the leg. Just a little bit. I don't need a lot. I'll take a toe. I'll even I'll take a toenail. I'm not gonna do nothing with it. He ain't either. Shit. I'm just what I'm gonna do. All right. I'm gonna put it in a jar, and then I'm gonna put it on my shelf, so when people come over, I can show them, and they'll know how nice I am. I'll just take it and I'll start shaking. And I'll be like, "Look, I saved this dude's life." And I'll put it back on my shelf. No. And maybe since he's a comic, maybe if he becomes famous. It'll rise like stock. Like it'll be an investment. I could put this motherfucker's, I think his name's Mikey. I could put Mikey's toenail on eBay. I feel like if I'm gonna make jokes about him, I should know his name. It's Mikey. <laughs> it's Mike something. Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna forget shit. I'm so fucking tired. I had a rough ass 24 hours. I was fucking running around so much yesterday I couldn't eat. So then at the end of the day, I was like, I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna get some Panda Express. <laughs> That's how you treat yourself when you're broke, you know? Um, but then, Panda Express on an empty stomach is not a good idea. So it did not taste as good on the way back up as it did on the way down. And then I threw up so much that I passed out and I was dehydrated. So I woke up like two hours later with fucking Charlie horses. And then, I almost witnessed a murder. I swear to God. Don't worry though, motherfucker got murdered. But I almost had to witness it and I do not have time for that right now. I'm trying to fucking sleep, I just threw up. God damn. Fucking, I don't think anybody has time for murder, really. I think that's why it doesn't happen. Cause I could, th I could think of two motherfuckers in this room I'd be cool with murdering right now, honestly. But the only reason I don't do it it's because I don't got the legal bills, bro. I don't got that pay. Like, like I'd be, I could take the five minutes to do the thing, but I just don't want to deal with all the consequences after and shit. Anyways, back to the murder. Let me tell you the story. I was falling asleep, and these two motherfuckers started fighting right outside my window. Right, like hella high pitched, just fucking yelling, like cats fucking. But I'm pretty sure they were people, because they were using words. So I, uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, how am I going to handle this? I'm going to just, I'm up anyways. I'm going to just join the fucking conversation. Shit. Maybe I can become friends with them. Make the best of it. Maybe they'll keep it down for the homie, you know? I figure there's only two ways this conversation going to end, you know? 
Either somebody smokes some weed, because it's a 2 a.m. street fight, that shit don't just end. Either somebody smokes some weed, which I can provide if it's gonna let me motherfucking sleep, or somebody gets shot. So guess what happened next? Two motherfucking gunshots, then dead silence. So I went back to bed. That's all my problems solved. I am good. Why you ain't what, what, why you ain't laughing? What I'm supposed to do? Help? Who I'm supposed to help? Listen, I helped the criminal. And I might do time. Or that that's motherfucker like that's Aiden in a bedding. And if I'm gonna go to jail for murder, it's at least gonna be my murder. I'm not gonna tell my mom I was helping this motherfucker out. I'm gonna be a man, I gotta do my own shit, you know? The other option, I guess I can help the victim. But ain't no helping him up or nothing. Like, that motherfucker's already down. So the only thing I could do is catch the criminal. And then I'm a snitch. Y'all know how I feel about snitching. I love this shit. Snitching's great. Snitching is fantastic. You're the only one that laughed. I'm not hanging out with you. Everybody else cool, though. Never mind. I love Sabrina Miller. But I love your host more. Give it up for Charity Pomeroy. You got that right. He loves me more. Okay. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> there is one person in the world that loves me more than... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> your next comic coming up here has been a tremendous help to me this evening. Whispering names into my ear that I then forget. If you all would put your hands together. It's what's required of you. Give it up for Sabrina Miller. <laughs> I am the royal name whisperer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Capital Pilgrim. Pa- pa- capital P, not Capital Pilgrim. Capital P. I love that guy. He's great at riffing, though. He is. Uh, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't laughing at that joke. I was just anticipating all the laughs I was going to get from my material. Just imagining it in my head. So. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think there's a way he could have uh, helped that murder victim. I do. You know, after the uh, murderer had fleed the scene of the crime, he could have slipped $5 in the guy's pocket. Could have donated to his uh, funeral fund. <laughs> He's always talking about giving back. Could have even, uh, he could have taken a souvenir too, maybe a toe, I don't know, whatever. <clears throat> so my name is Sabrina Miller, and I have oftentimes been described as the vanilla Sarah Silverman. <laughs> oftentimes by the same dude at the same mic that he and I frequent. Oh my goodness. The same guy who once told me that I reminded him of a white, uh, a white Joan Rivers, if I'm not misremembering. A white Joan Rivers, I'm not making this up. I cannot make this up. So I don't know, so basically what I'm saying is I, I haven't found my voice yet, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be the vanilla Sarah Silverman or the white Joan Rivers. I don't know. We're just going to just going to have to Fox News this shit. Uh, you know, just you decide. I don't know. I don't watch Fox News. I, are, are they still doing that? Are they still really conservative and biased? I don't haven't been watching. I'm getting a lot of nods. OK, so I won't be watching Fox News anytime soon. 
So if a, a friend of mine asked me if I ever get paid for doing comedy, has, has anyone ever asked you that before? Is that, is that a weird, has anyone asked you if you get paid for doing comedy? This happens to me. And I said, yes, Vanilla Sarah Silverman does get paid for doing comedy. Why, just last week I was on a show, I got paid $240 an hour, for real. Uh, only worked eight minutes, but that's beside the point. Oh, $240 an hour of comedy. <laughs> My goodness. High rate of pay, shitty hours, you know? <laughs> kind of like working part-time at an Amazon warehouse, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos, uh, Jeff Bezos' employees and me, we have the same health plan. It's called the laughter is the best medicine health plan. <laughs> Damn, I need to get back on Medi-Cal. <laughs> I'm rich, I'm making too much. I'm making like $1,600 a month. Oh my goodness. It's like, you know, you know sometimes I, uh, and sometimes I think that my jokes are just too good for me to have written them. And I'll be like, you know, Sabrina, you've been crushing it a lot on stage lately. Damn girl, you must be channeling George Carlin or something. And that's when I think to myself, shit. Is my self-esteem really that low that I've become a narcissist? Is, I, I don't know. These are the things that keep me up at night. That was weird. <clears throat> God, the smoke is getting to me. I've been sniffling all day. I don't have any wildfire. I don't have any wildfire jokes. I don't. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's just all died out. All the wildfire jokes have just died down. That's... Um, I was talking about uh, my self-esteem being low, and I, I, I know I have low self-esteem, I do, because on election day, I wore my I voted sticker right here all day. That's how low my self-esteem was, plus I was depressed. I was off that day, I was just wandering around downtown, just looking for people, looking for other people wearing their stickers, and there were some high fives and fist bumps, it was great. Didn't need to take my antidepressants. I was just like, I was just high on high fives. I was like, hell yeah, fucking flip the house blue. Woo! See, si, say puede. Am I exaggerating a little bit? There, there are some nods and some thumbs up at the high fives. It's more dramatic. And uh, so at one point, I'm on 8th Street, and I come across the election headquarters for this Board of Supervisors member. And there's some young people out front, and uh, they're holding up the signs, you know, like the, it's like, yeah, yes on Prop C, yes on, on, on Prop, you know, Prop 10. Have you voted yet? Make sure you go and vote. And they saw my I voted sticker, and I'm like, oh, this is an opportunity. It's group photo time, baby. It was group photo time, so I just, I just moseyed on over, I guess. Just like so. And I was like, hey, everybody, all right, on the count of three, on the count of three, everybody, just go ahead and say, Matt Haney for Board of Supervisors, member District 4. Si se puede. I wasn't even in his district, but Voter fraud never felt so good. Like, I, I, I just had the sticker. I hadn't voted yet. I didn't, I'm, what do I got a minute left there? It felt good, voter fraud. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, uh, I consider comedy my part-time job. I am a part-time extrovert. My parents, my parents were shocked when I told them I do comedy. My mom was like, what? But you've struggled with anxiety your whole life. I remember when you were this big, and you would have panic attacks in kindergarten, and I'd have to lure you out from underneath the table with cookies, you know? And I was like, Mom, I've come a long way. 
I'm, I'm comfortable on stage now. Look, prolonged eye contact. I can do that now. And I said, it's very reassuring to know that people really are staring at you. It's the worst. It's the worst at OMG when comedians are looking at their phones and I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm looking for a table and God damn it. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, my name's been Sabrina Miller. That's been my new material. Y'all have been great. Give it up for your, uh, your host, Charity. Keep it going for just And keep it going for Sabrina Miller. I like this new stuff. <laughs> it's so great. Everybody's doing new stuff except me. <laughs> I do love that. Uh, the one thing we in this community have in common is absolute self-hatred. It's marvelous. Give it up for us. We're fucking awesome at hating ourselves. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you don't. How, how do you feel about yourself? A lot of it's a complex relationship. Yeah. You guys, the next guy coming to the stage has a very complicated relationship with himself. Give it up for Alex Woody. <laughs> Got me on record, George. I'm Catholic, motherfucker. All right, bro. The festival's over. All right. I don't think the parade's going on this week, and I ain't from here. What's going on, guys? Nice and a little quiet. I like how I just got like a therapy analyze of my life just quickly before coming up stage. That was very refreshing, you know? How you guys doing? All right? Yeah? Quiet? Living the dream like we all are? I think I'm living the dream, you know? Used to do the old uh, Oxycontin. You know, those little blue pills you, you lick off and rub it underneath your t-shirt and your mom thought you were playing with crayons again in your 20s. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, you know. I uh, used to hang out at Home Depot parking lots, you know, and I watched a lot of Disney movies at the time, so I go steal a pipe clamp inside Home Depot, act like I was buying something. Ooh. Did you hear that? That is from hell, that little sound right there. That's the Oxycontin demon coming out of me. No, I didn't drink enough water. Swear to God, I was just in the bathroom. The pee was coming out like it was a color crayon that I've never seen before. Dark, dark yellow. So that's what it is. I need to drink some more water, less weed. Mark gave me a little edible pill. I don't know if I'm tripping out. And then I sound like I'm fucking Forrest Gump up here talking about Jenny, you know? So somewhere I was... The pipe clamp, acting like I'm buying something. And I'm in the car, grinding it like I got Ratatouille. Because I'm watching all these Disney movies like I'm a pervert. I just like the happiness. I was so miserable, I started watching kid stuff. You ever been that depressed? You turn on a Disney movie because you're fucking sick of all the bullshit Trump and the fucking bullshit action stars that we got now. This ain't the 80s. We don't got the same. You definitely partied in the 80s and you watch a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I know it. I can just tell. And definitely you. You look like a book reader, so I can't tell. My mom said don't point. That's very rude. So I'm sorry, guys. I grew up manners, Catholic. Never sucked the priest dick. Thank God, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? Gotta avoid that priest dick, just like, oh! <laughs> um, unless you're into that kind of thing, which is gross. Even if you're gay, why would you like an old cock in your 
I mean, the old balls, like, ugh. And the old, like, pubic hair, and like, ugh. I don't know. I don't, Catholic pubic hair, who knows? I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That's a whole edible weed thing I could go down. You got Tic Tacs over there, pot? Pot? No, 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 no. You ever go down those like rabbit holes hella high? Like, why am I like researching this? You know, like horrible. Old pubic hair. I don't have any yet. Um, I have some like old pubic looking hair in my beard. I'm starting to go a little gray. And that's scary. I'm only 30 years old and I'm starting to go gray in the beard. So, um... Anyways, I'm frightened. I'm really paranoid. There's a lot of shit going on in the world now, right? And I just feel like we're really making our kids even more of wimps, or can I say pussies? You know what I mean? Our, our, our kids are just becoming the biggest wimps. And I was a testament to it. I was a wimp. White privilege, suburbs, you know what I mean? Every Pampered, you know, didn't get in a car accident, you know, new car. Didn't matter, you know what I mean? That ruins a kid so i have a kid now and i'm on him like it's the 1950s i'm even thinking about bringing the switch back bring back the belt kids need some fucking discipline nowadays you know what i'm talking about i'm thinking hypothetically i'm actually gonna <laughs> beat my kid with a switch but sometimes i feel like it you know what i mean we wrestle no homo but we we wrestle i'm from concord we wrestle and I'm like training him. I'm training him for all this weird stuff. I watched a porn once when I was young. Mom didn't find out till later. Ripped out my pubes and put it on my face. Walked around like it was Abraham Lincoln's nephew. You know what I mean? Like with the hat on. I don't know where I'm going with that. But you know what I mean? This kid, YouTube, I, I can't stand it. There's, there's weird stuff out there. And I just, I don't want him to be a part of it, you know? So anyways, I think that's it. I love you guys. You guys are beautiful people. Mm -hmm. All right. Please listen to this later because, Alex, uh, you did say something about pubes and then instantly said, that's a whole edible thing. I, I mean, yeah, pubes are edible, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, I like to spit them out. I don't, I don't like to, I don't swallow those, those things. Anyway, uh, y'all got a good image in your head? You excited? <laughs> All right, let's bring up our next comic. I've seen your jokes before, but we have never officially met. Yeah, well, oh my God. And he's dapper. He just, he just did a bow while seated. That's amazing. Everybody, get on up here. Give it up for Joseph Ugaldi. Oh, thank you, Charity. Oh, I would love to spend a whole evening with your belly button. It would be great. Let's do, do some naval maneuvers. It's all good, kids. Oh, Radio Land, where are we? Oh, you want to hear some wildfire jokes? Oh, I got, I got one. I got one. Uh, wildfire. Yeah, so now for the first time ever, uh, Chico is an all-black city. Hey, what? See? That's okay. I can't, I was, I was that okay? I was, I'm just, just, just trying, guys. I can make the. So there was some news uh, this week. Uh, a woman in England, I believe, uh, claims that she has had sex with 20 different ghosts. 
Yeah. And now she's fallen in love with one of them and they're getting married. That's right. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. She had sex with 20 ghosts at one time? And I'm thinking, well, no, because that would be weird. 20 ghosts over the course of years. I don't know. I told this to this girl I was dating, and she says, that's kind of hot. I wonder if there's ghost porn. <clears throat> and of course, of course there is. Silly me, why even ask? If you can think it, there's porn for it. Uh, it's not that good, though. It's just kind of somebody just like pleasuring themselves and saying that there's a ghost there, uh, which is what I kind of think this lady was doing. But I said, uh, I said to my friend, I said, uh, what do you say we make some ghost porn? And she's like, like a threesome? You, me, and a ghost? And I said, well, no. I was thinking I'd just get a sheet and cut a hole in it. Uh, that's the great thing about dating a ghost, though, is, is they come with their own linens. So that's nice. It's fun. I don't know, guys. I don't know. The thing about dating a ghost is if he suddenly uh, stops returning your texts, You've really got no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> that was a ghosting joke. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. It just had to happen. I don't know, guys. Uh, speaking of which, I like research. There were some researchers in Greece who just found that olive oil, olive oil is more effective at curing erectile dysfunction than Viagra is. Yeah, olive oil. Mm-hmm. Well, I've known about this for decades, commented Popeye the Sailor Man. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, all right, comedians, remember, keep your pop, cult pop culture references timely. They go to the 1930s for that one, Jesus. I don't know. By now, you guys are looking at me and thinking, this is what it would be like if Antonio Banderas were voiced by Ray Romano. Uh, uh, bruh. <laughs> I'm Zorro. <laughs> stupid. So stupid. Oh, my God. I don't like that. Uh, there was an article this week uh, that a new trend is cuddle parties. Have you heard of this? Where grown people will go to a party and completely non-sexually, they will all just curl up and cuddle with each other. Yeah. Grown adults will just cuddle each other. I'm thinking that would be the most frustrating thing ever. I could not do a cuddle party. I might be able to do like, you know, a dry hump luncheon or something. But that's right. That's the first time in the history of the English language that the phrase dry hump luncheon has ever been used. So this was a historic moment right here already, kids. I don't know. What do we think? What do we think? Oh, crap. Uh got into comedy to meet women. It's not working. It's not working at all. It's a bad idea. Bad planning. Bad planning. Well, it almost worked. I did have sex with a female comedian once. Yeah, it didn't go well. After two minutes, she gave me the light. What the hell that meant? Oh, see? Oh, gosh, I don't know. When I was a kid, uh... I uh, used to play with, not dolls, because I'm a boy, but boys have, what? Action 
action figures. That's right. Manly action figures. All the finest superheroes uh, you could imagine. But at some point, I got to be about eight, and I started becoming not so much kid as much as aspiring horn dog. <laughs> so at some point, it's like, all right, action figures, it's time for you guys to start having sex. Uh, but the thing is, as a straight little boy, uh, all my action figures were male, so it's like, all right, half of you guys are going to have to flip. <laughs> so I kid you not, I fashioned out of Play-Doh some very supple, voluptuous breasts and penises and put them on every other one of my action figures and I paired them up. This, is, this actually happened, yeah. So I was like, all right, guys, uh, Luke Skywalker, you are now the uh, girlfriend of The Flash. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, it's not going to last long. Mm. He's very fast. Uh, Aquaman, you're now uh, paired with G.I. Joe. Yeah. Well, he saw some stuff in the war, and he just wants to be held. And Robin the Boy Wonder, you are now the girlfriend of the mighty Thor. He's going to be your ass guardian. Hey, what? Thank you, kids. I'm Joseph. Wow. Once again, for Joseph <laughs> Ugaldi. I remembered a name. Everybody be proud of me. Be proud. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, just for anybody out there in the waves uh, who is not actually in this room, we have a cat in a spaceship that just came in the door. A cat pack. A backpack with a cat. A cat backpack. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would have pulled focus. Okay, I can't I can't focus on anything else. I'm pretty sure we're doing something here. I've forgotten what it is already because there's a cat in a backpack at Mutiny Radio. I'm really excited about it, but not as excited as I am about your next comic. I adore this guy. I drag him around every Saturday. <laughs> it's true, I kind of do. <laughs> Everybody, give it up for Victor Trevino. Watch and learn, guys. Check this out. That's for the, uh, I just want, this is for also Pamtastic. This one, <laughs> Awesome. I don't have shit to talk about. <laughs> I have like one thing in my notes and it's just the word penis separated by periods. <laughs> P-E-N-I-S. Can we chant that? P-E-N-I-S. 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 Nobody is on board with this. <laughs> I've been meaning. To, I actually want to ask you this, Charity. You're, you're, uh, you were Mormon. Did you have multiple moms? I wish that would have been great. Isn't that the best part about? Or is that illegal now? Illegal. What do you call like your third and fourth and fifth mom? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I just call my mom mom. I guess you'd have to be like mom one, <laughs> mom two. You know. Like, is that funny? Like my parents like lost their names. Like I have to call, I don't call them Joe and Bernice. I call them mom and dad and they call each other mom and dad. It's just so weird. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I'm actually uh, Mexican and Spanish. My mom is uh, Spanish. My dad is Mexican, but I speak zero Spanish. <laughs> 
my uh, my white friends taught me the Spanish curse words growing up. <laughs> I have a white friend that speaks more Spanish than me because he does construction work. <laughs> it's fucked. Like they fucking love him too. Like they have like affectionate nicknames for him. <laughs> they call him Wapo and Wero. You know that it's like <laughs> you know what those mean. It's like. I'm expecting you to be Hispanic. Is that correct? Okay. It's like, okay, Wapo is handsome. You know that one? And Huero is like light-skinned. It's like a, a, a way to put it. Uh, they call me Victor. <laughs> it's usually pronounced with a B. It's like Victor, you know? They're like, you're Victor. The hard V. Like, they go out of their way. to. It's not natural for them. It's passive-aggressive to be like, Victor. Um, yeah, I mean, so, like, uh, my dad is a Mexican one, um, he was, like, born in northern Mexico, he was, like, a farmhand when he grew up, he, like, picked cotton on a, on a farm, well, actually, he, like, worked on other people's farms, his family didn't even own a farm, uh, he picked cotton, which is, like, a thorny bush, you know, like, when you pick cotton, your hands get torn up, uh, cause it's, you know, and, but they, they make gloves for that. They make like little cotton gloves with wax tips on them to protect your fingers, but he's the oldest of eight. So he never got to use any of those pairs of gloves. Always the younger children got to use them. Um, and on top of that, his dad was an insomniac. Uh, so he'd wake him up in the middle of the night to beat him for things that he forgot he already beat him for. <laughs> So he'd wake him up and see that he had a black eye and be like, who the fuck beat you? Ah. <laughs> and he'd beat him again. You know? <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is my dad's not an emotional dude anymore. He's <laughs> kind of checked out, you know? <laughs> when I went home for my birthday, we like dapped each other up like we were comics. So I was like, <laughs> what's up, dad? <laughs> I was like, way to say grace, fa- dad. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> people ask me about what my dad is like, and I'm like, I mean, he's chill. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't really know much about him. He's a pretty chill, dude. We have lunch. <laughs> he usually pays for it. It's pretty dope. <laughs> he like, uh, he he can handle spicy food. Our lunches are pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Fuck. Just gonna talk about something else. <laughs> uh. This is just a thought. I just this is literally an image that's burned into my brain. Uh, my mom is the Spanish one. She has like more of the fiery temper. She once beat me with a Lego tower that she ripped off of my own Lego set. <laughs> like my image of it is like she picked the lock on my door, and like my Lego tower is right in front of the door. <laughs> I don't know if she knew the theatrics of it, but it looked amazing when she kicked open the door and pulled the tower off my fucking Lego set. <laughs> And it started to hit me with it. <laughs> um, I have one more thing I think I want to talk about. Bear with me, guys. It's an open mic. <laughs> um, oh, I wanted to say that uh, the more I do open mics, the more I feel like comedians are like the all-stars of their detention group. <laughs> it's like we got the best of the best from high school detention groups. <laughs> and we're all here together. Uh, the next one I have is too long, but thanks a lot. I'm Victor Trevino. <laughs> Once again for Victor Trevino. Polite clap. I'll clap my leg. <laughs> 
coming to the stage. Everybody loves this guy. I'm right, right? Like, everybody loves this guy. Yeah, I know I was right. It is true. No, not just funny, but just, oh, I just want to put you in my pocket and take you home. Actually, I want to put you in a cat backpack and take you home. I'm not going to do that, though. <laughs> All right, everybody, give it up for Ernest Evangelista. How you guys doing? Cool. Um, how was you guys' Halloween? Did you have a good Halloween this year? Mm? I took my kid trick-or-treating, and I also ended up shitting in all his uh, diapers. In the diapers. In the, yeah, it was complicated. I ate some curry from, shout out to Treasure, uh, Fashion Island, the mall there. I ate some curry there, and then it was really good. My kid ate it, too. Um, and then I ended up having to go amid a trick-or-treat to uh, deposit a trick into a diaper bag. So I went into the rental car uh, and went to the back and then grabbed a bunch of... It was basically like a Benny Hill skit. Just me just trying to get all the poop into it. I got most of it on my pants. Um, and then shitting into about 11 diapers, I think. That's how much watery shit. It was like Willy Wonka. I'm wearing the hat too. Uh, it's like Willy Wonka just just ending up. Like the kid just ate too much chocolate candy and just ended up shedding a bunch. That's like the real Willy Wonka factory. Like the kid just eats a bunch of candy and then he just shits. Um, yeah, and then they were just like had to um, ended up depositing the 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 trash into El Polo. Polo uh, El Polo, the chicken place. Yeah, El Polo, yeah, man. It was hard to read with all the poop on the bag. Uh, and then tossed it into the nearest uh, house I did give my kid candy. And that person got a trick that night. Of my poop. So that's how my Halloween was. How was you guys' Halloween? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I guess I'll go regular jokes. Um, what's the worst part of a threesome? What? Sharing the condom. <laughs> Speaking about wearing, not wearing condoms, I'm a father, father guys. I have a biracial baby. He's half black, half Filipino. Originally, I would name him Tupacow. <laughs> Tupacow. That would have been cool. Um, you have to be really careful what you let your kids watch. I let my kids watch Rugrats on Nickelodeon one time. Do you guys remember that 90s cartoon? Uh, it taught my kid how to hide a screwdriver in his diapy. And then he ended up stabbing a kid in pre-K. 
And then I was like, what the hell, Tupac? Yeah, why you did that? <laughs> and then he looked at me hella gangster-like, and he was like, you know what? A baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. That's a Rugrats reference. Uh, <laughs> I didn't write that. Um, what else? Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel about school shooters? What's the best way to disarm a school shooter? With a chainsaw. With a chainsaw. I know I shouldn't be making jokes about school shooters since I look like America's next stop school shooter. (laughs) But you guys ever think that these guys get bullied so much they end up shooting up the school? But has anyone ever tried bullying them while they're shooting up the school? Like Jimmy throws a pipe bomb down the hallway and yell, Hey Jimmy, you still throw like a girl. <laughs> or you're hiding behind a cl- uh, classroom door and he shoots a hole through it. It's like, hey, that's like the glory hole for your slut mom. <laughs> okay, someone just left. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys with this. Uh, what's the worst part of a threesome? <laughs> Getting pegged. <laughs> Alright, have a good night. Prove it. One day. 1974. One day. Glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. <laughs> Although it's a little different for girls, I guess. Maybe. Depends on the girl. Definitely depends on the girl. <laughs> Everybody give it up again for our favorite looks like a school shooter, Ernest Evangelista. <laughs> I know the next guy coming to the stage also could look like a school shooter. I don't know. I think anybody could look like a school shooter. (laughs) But he doesn't. Look at that smile. I know. Some school shooters. I've seen their their pictures. I know. Okay. I'm going to get off this... uh, this thread it's fun oh my god he likes the school shooter thing all right the next guy totally looks like a school shooter everybody give it up for it's tom ebergen yeah nice to meet you man hey guys oh music and everything that's wonderful there goes the money yeah no my mama when i grew up my mom was like i knew it from the moment you came out you're gonna fucking shoot up some schools all right we'll move on to the real stuff I was like, yeah, I can go along with this bit. That'll work. It doesn't. Um, a lot of people have been talking about drugs tonight. Uh, and just, you know, if you guys are looking to dabble in some new stuff, if, if what you have available right now isn't really cutting it, uh, what I would recommend is uh, you take DayQuil and then NightQuil at the same time. That shit fucks with you. I've never done it before, actually. Um, but I imagine it's like you're dreaming, but everything's actually happening still. And so you'll hang out with your friends. You'll do some stupid shit, like walk around on Golden Gate Park and then like pretend to like fall in love with a tree and the next morning they'll be like, David, we can't hang out with you anymore. You can't like go quilling with us. <laughs> right, because it's day quill and night quill. You guys, all right, yeah, I'm, we're down. <laughs> I'm on it already. Um, when I was younger... When I was younger, I got the words incense and incest mixed up a lot. No doubt. So like, you know, one time I came home and my roommate was uh, burning incense. And I was like, 
why does it smell like my cousins are fucking in the next room? It's bad. I got it together now, and that's how this joke was born. Uh, the previous guy, I forgot his name, he was talking about Halloween. I had a, a weird Halloween. Um, I was at a big party, it was great, and then I was talking, I struck out twice in horrible ways. Uh, the first time, talking to a girl, very nice lady, I thought we were, I can't remember what we were talking about, unfortunately. That might have been part of the problem. <laughs> but I was right next to the sink and I had my drink and then I was like, one second, hold that thought. I'm gonna refill my water. And when I turned around, she was gone. And I was like, how did she do that? Anyway, that's strikeout number one. <laughs> I'm not an interesting guy. The next, and then I found somebody else to talk to. That was going well. Um, and this is like, just a sad, st not really, okay. You guys can decide if it's a sad story or not. But I was talking to her, another guy came and then like joined the conversation and then they found out that they both got fired from, uh, from Pinterest and then got in a deep like philosophical dis discussions about like office politics and what it means to get fired. At that point, I was like, fuck, I can't compete with that anymore. They, like, went to go sit on a couch, and then they were drinking wine, and, like, a very, I was like, oh, man, they're probably still talking about getting fired. I've never been fired. Uh, like, shit, all right, all right, I'll move on. I don't like to stick around on bits for too long. Uh, are fi is a fire bit still a thing? I just don't have a bit for that, though. <laughs> Uh, who here is like who here has a lot of experience applying to jobs and writing cover letters? What is the deal with cover letters? Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't get it. Every cover letter I've written is like a complete lie. <laughs> like I'm a 24 year old in an urban city. Like I don't want to like help you solve your problem. I want to live in the city. <laughs> I want money. I want to afford groceries. I don't like, you're researching the company online. You're like, all right, what words can I pull to make it seem like I'm actually interested? Oh my God. It's just like, it really cuts deep sometimes when I talk about this. Um, and then on the other side, like the people reading them, does anybody read cover letters here? Like, is anybody in the hiring process? I just imagine they don't, they're just like, oh, he, cool. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't even know what to look for because, like, every cover, I've uh, every cover letter I've written is a lie. So I'd just be like, that's a lie. Let's look at the resume. <laughs> that's just, that's how I would do it. All right, moving on to the next one. I got to remember the order of my jokes. Um, thank you so much. This is going, I wrote a poem for the, uh, for the open mic. Maybe I wish, this is how I okay. What's the point? Thanks. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> that's what um, I'm sure. Obviously, I don't even have to say I'm sure. A lot of people text nowadays. A lot of people really know emoticons nowadays, uh, and I totally get that. There's one emoticon that really like gets to me a lot of the time. It's the semicolon P face or the capital P face. Um, and of course, with emoticons, you're like you're expressing how you're feeling, and uh, but you don't know how to put it into words. And I figured out a great way to put the semicolon P face into words. What people are trying to say is like, "Hey, I'm kind of dumb, but in a really sweet and endearing way." So like, it's okay. But uh, I don't know. I like to give down to brass tacks a lot. Uh, I try to cut through the bullshit. So when people send me the semicolon P face, I see like how I read it is like, "Hey, I'm kind of dumb." 
it. This. <laughs> That's all I say. Thank you guys so much. I'm Tom. Once again, Tom Ebergen here at Meet Radio. <laughs> Clapping. All right. Uh, I, I love emojis uh, only because I hate words and forming sentences. If you can't tell, it's not one of my strong suits. So uh, it, it's really hard for me because I work somewhere that's extremely professional. I work for an actuarial firm. And I always want to send emojis, you know, back to people instead of words. But uh, actuaries don't have, um, what's that word, emotions. So <laughs> I can't really send them something that uh, is just an emotion. Anyway, uh, the next guy coming to the stage gives me all sorts of emotions. That's not even uh, a bullshit intro. It's actually true. Everybody give it up for Boris Shkirko. My limited view. Thank you, guys. It's funny. We're talking about, uh, talking about cover letters. When I was applying for jobs, I remember like the whole point of a cover letter is basically at the end of it, or at least when I was trying to figure it out, the whole point of writing a cover letter was like, uh, this is all bullshit, but hopefully they take a look at my resume. And then the resume, the whole point of your resume is like, uh, a lot of it is also bullshit, but like if they meet me, I'll fucking kill it. Like I know how to do this job and I'm a good, I have a good personality. And then you get an interview and they meet and you're like... Yeah, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't. This isn't for me. You guys made a mistake. I know. I, I, I'm i pretty, I'm a pretty good liar. I'm a pretty good liar. Like, that's my... I got to this interview, didn't I? That's why you should hire me. Am I qualified? No, but I fooled you, and I'll fool you for a year after that. Um, I... Yeah, and I'm not a fan of... Uh, yeah, applying for jobs suck. Are you applying for jobs right now? No, I was. Fuck applying for jobs. It's not... A, it's, a, it's all also, like, it's all based on, you know... Things that you can't really, you don't know about something. Like, for example, on the resume, you put your name down. And that there's so many studies where it's like different names express different things. And people we all judge. Like, your name's Tom. Tom, common name. You can't really tell that much from it. Uh, you know, Charity. This is an interesting name. So then you, you know, I mean, my name is Boris. And I'm like, you shouldn't give a job to a guy named Boris. Like... <laughs> That should be a hundred percent a part of your screening process. <laughs> if it isn't, you're gonna end up with multiple stocky Eastern European men smoking cigarettes, <laughs> asking for parking spots for their black BMWs. It would not. It would not go over well. It should a hundred percent be. That should be the whole screening process. Is your name Boris? No. Congrats. You got it. <laughs> No cover letter necessary. Actually, you do need a cover letter. The whole cover letter just says, my name isn't Boris. And it's like, come on in. You're good. Um, you're talking about drugs. I uh, Also, we just couldn't pretend that Ernest thing never happened. Like, what? <laughs> you shit in diapers? In baby diaper? It's one thing to shit in, like, adult diapers. It's like, oh, it's for us. Like, But to use 11 baby diapers... You know his kid's like, I could hold it in. Like, how can you not? Like, we had the same curry. Um, that's strange. I I actually also feel... I, I, I actually, my stomach... Do, who likes spicy food in here? Do you guys like spicy... You like spicy food? You like spicy food? Yeah, you do. I, I, don't you ever feel like, even if you like spicy food, don't you ever feel like if you have spicy food, your body kind of like does... Like, when you go shit, it's like... Whew, 
like right away. Like like I I like I I don't like spicy food makes me feel that way, and it people always like make fun of me for it. Like I'm like like I'll go to an Indian restaurant. I'm like very not spicy, please. Like a, like no spice. Like I do not like spicy, and people are like, oh, you can't handle. It's like why do I want to tear my asshole out for you guys? Why does that make me less of a man? Because I don't want to lose. Like it makes no sense. Um, so we're talking about drugs. I, I'm not a big drug person. I grew up in San Francisco, and that's part of the culture here. Uh, like growing up here, I remember in like second grade, I felt like people were already smoking weed, and that's impressive because Fisher Price doesn't even make bongs. Uh, it's not a part of it. I always felt like you should be old enough to have goals before you started abandoning them. That's why I didn't really smoke. Uh, wasn't a big. It's also, I remember the first time I smoked uh, weed was with a friend. We smoked out of a uh, out of an apple because uh, that's what shitty high schoolers do. And then uh, and then I ate the apple. I was hungry. I I want I wanted food. I wanted food. It's like well now we can't. It's like wow, that was worth it. It was a good apple. Um, so yeah, I just like to eat. I mean, like I, d- I don't like smoking weed, um, but I do love edibles because uh, edibles are still food, and I just, I just want to eat. That's my whole game. Uh, like I will eat anything. I've eaten spoiled brownies before. You think I won't eat a weed brownie? Try me. Fuck yeah. A friend of mine was like, "Well, would you do shrooms?" I was like, "Yeah, if they were sautéed." Yeah, I would. I would love that. That sounds delicious. Um. So I shit in my kids' diapers. Uh, no, that <laughs> the hackiest material. I shit it. You know that bit that we all do. The you know your classic comedic trope: shitting in your kids' diapers. Oh, it's been done so many times. Oh, Jesus Christ! What we're a group of degenerates. Uh, um. <laughs> God, fuck us all. All right. <laughs> no, I love you guys. Guys, give it up for charity. Holy crap! I should say, holy, holy shit. Holy shitting in a diaper. That was mostly riffing. Oh, my God. This guy is so fucking funny. In fact, stick around, because he's doing an actual set at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, and speaking of Pamtastic's, the most fantastic Pamtastic in the universe. One of the most amazing women in this city. Everybody, your next comic coming to the stage, Pam Benjamin! Seems counterintuitive since the money just goes back to me, but it's... (laughs) It's a good way to launder money, everybody. That's, that's how you do it. If I had any money to launder, that was... Yeah, you can tell. I, this outfit doesn't work because someone stole my cat. Like, where's... I, I, just, I, just, look like, I just look like a 44-year-old woman who cra- desperately craves attention at this point. I don't... Like, where is my cat astronaut? This just... This outfit doesn't make sense without the kitten. Like, is that... Was the kitten overkill? Like, is it... 
The good thing about the kitten is it covers my tummy, so I feel like way thinner as I crave attentions on the street. That's not actually what I was for. It's okay. I'm sure the cat is outside with Jonathan. I just, it's cuter when I do cat jokes with a cat strapped to my body. Like, it's just that much funnier for everyone when the, the kitten pops his head up and he's like, and you're like, oh my God, she's telling pussy jokes about, even if I'm doing jokes about feminism, I'm still, it's like, there's a cat here and that's, it's fine. I can do jokes. I can, I don't have to lean on this new crutch that I invented last night. Like, I invented a new comedic crutch that I need to lean on hard. I'm going to lean in hard to the cat thing. I'm used to leaning in. Read that book by Cheryl. And she was like, you just got to lean into the glass ceiling. And I said, hell yeah, that makes absolute sense. I lean into the glass to, you know, push my titties up against it, you know, so everyone can see the cleavage. Because I know how the world works, you know what I mean? I get so upset with this Me Too movement. I'm like, it's putting feminism back. All these new, like, 26-year-old millennials, like, we can totally fix this. Like, everything you guys do, like, all those women that, like, burn their bras and, like, read books in the 70s, we've already figured it out. (laughs) Right? Like, the millennials have figured out feminism. They're like, just everything is offensive. I'm like, seriously? Everything? Everything's offensive now. They don't even understand sexual harassment because they've never been to a hip-hop club in the 90s in L.A. Anybody go to a hip-hop club in the 90s in L.A.? Koreatown? Yeah, the hip-hop hot dog sticks in your buns. It's like not even a delicious food treat. It's like you turn around to make eye contact after to be like, oh, honey, you are not good-looking enough to do that. Please. No, they don't. That's the thing is they didn't even, like... There isn't, in the 90s in a hip-hop club, there wasn't even like, it wasn't even, an, it had nothing to do with verbal consent. They didn't even give you like eye, con- it wasn't even you looked each other in the eye and went, yeah, this is okay right now. It's like they just come up there. They don't even buy you a drink. It was a very fun time in the 90s when misogyny was rampant. Movies like Basketball came out and everyone's like, yeah, that's so cool. I, yeah, all the cheerleaders should be wearing lingerie all the time and have to shake their titties and just perfect. Life is good, man. I miss the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> right? Do you miss the 90s? Why not? I feathered hair. 90210. I was so confused. I was I grew up really bougie. Like, look, I have a kitten strapped to my belly. But I, I grew up I grew up like kind of a rich person, but I didn't know it because I grew up when 90210 was on TV and I thought it was a reality TV show. I was like, is this exactly like my high school in Danville? I'm wearing the same outfits. I have the same exact problems. Like we have no problems, so we create problems. Like little like rich Oh my God, he didn't talk to me. Is it, how cute is the kitten? Is he like so cute? I know. I just, I become 100% more likable when I'm doing feminism jokes when I have a cat strapped to my belly. Are you, Jonathan, you should take pictures. Oh, is he on the side? Where is he? That's the tough thing is I can't like see what he's doing and if he likes being on stage or not. Do you like it or not? His name's, he has so many names. We have to call him Falcor tonight though. <laughs> This cat is a man of mystery. He's only four and a half months, but wow. Uh, I was like, should I do my cat? I just, I, there's some material I want to get through really quick, and then you, oh, good, your pictures. 
Thank you. Yeah, isn't he? Come up here. Look at your face. And the, it's, he's the cutest little guy. Oh, he's my dad. I'm like f- making the transition into crazy cat later, lady, like right in front of your eyes. Like I am literally transitioning. I feel like I can finally understand like what these trans people are going through when they're like, I am like, I am choosing to be a crazy cat lady right now in front of you and forevermore. This is my choice. I am making it and I am transitioning now and people don't understand it. I get on the bus and they're like, is that a cat? Like, why would you bring a cat? They don't understand me, and and but it is a choice that I am making to be a crazy cat lady. This is like the second time I understand trans things. When I was 13, I was a ballerina, and I was kind of mediocre for a girl, and I always wanted to be a boy because I would be a famous ballerina right now if I was a fucking boy. I was so angry when I was 13 because I was like, I'm a mediocre girl ballerina, but I'd see all the boys, and they could barely do a single turn, but they were in all the shows. They got all the big roles. They got all the things. I was like, I could do a triple, but I'm still not good enough. Ah, if I was a boy, if only I had a penis, I would be the best ballerina that ever was on the stage I would lift the bitches <laughs> I miss but now I transitioned into being a crazy cat lady I know how cute is he I, when he comes he pops out of his he's like is she freaking out like he sees me in my house so he knows this is normal like with me losing my mind okay uh, thank you for letting me I keep wanting to talk about these this kid stuff but I just keep going on crazy tangents <laughs> But I think I mean, you're laughing, so that makes me feel happy. And I made John Gallagher laugh, and that makes me happy too. And you guys were over here, sort of smiling. <laughs> okay. Um. Thank you for the time, everybody. Yay, Charity Pomeroy! Yay! Thank you so much. I think that is Pam was our closer, our final comic for the night. And oh well, Pam and Falcor is that Falcor? Falcor. Oh my God! Do the young kids in here know who Falcorn is? I'm, I'm not even gonna ask that. Why did I even do that? That just makes me sad. Anyway, my fucking hell! I've never seen cat comedy before, but it is my new obsession. I need more. <laughs> that is beautiful. I hope. Is there gonna be more of that in the show tonight? That's happening. Oh, good. Ah. Uh, You guys, the show that is happening tonight is going to be the best thing that you have ever seen because of the cat comedy. But also, (laughs) it's true, because there is a fantastic lineup. For everybody who came out for the mic, thanks so much. Thanks for everybody putting something in the donation bucket as well. That means so much to this institution, uh, which Mutiny Radio is. And of course, I'm sure it means uh, a lot to Pam for her to be able to keep doing this for us. So anyway, that's, that's my soapbox. I will get off of it. You guys, I adore everybody in this room, even you we've never met. <laughs> or I don't know, I don't know that I've met you either, but I adore you. Thanks for coming out. And you have a fantastic night.
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics got to hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker. Saturdays from noon to two. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Can you hear people laugh? You have like 20 seconds Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead pets? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two people paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship. 
as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Muni Radio at muniradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's go! 
let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. Uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's indubitious. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Red for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your own tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People with Sima Lieberman. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to MutinyRadio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. 
The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker. Saturdays from noon to two. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes 